0: Hi everyone, this is Working Title, the podcast where we, for intrepid, handsome, intelligent, and entirely fraudulent reviewers, watch and review IMDB's top 250 English language movies as of November 2019, going from bottom to top. So watch along with us, and... <laughs> Maverick, you've turned off your targeting computer. Welcome back to another week of Working Title, the podcast where we watch review and rank the top 250 english language movies on imdb of course as of uh, a long time ago um so uh now you know what we do here (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) am i saying (laughs)
1: um how are you
0: (laughs) everything's fine here (laughs) um it's, I'm a little rusty, knocking the rust off. So this week, this is episode 27 of Working Title, and uh, this week's movie is Kind Hearts and Coronets, the 1949 um, film. So this is a British black comedy film, a fairly small cast um, featuring Dennis Price, John Greenwood, Valerie Hobson, all people that, you know... Relatively prolific 50 years ago. Um, but also Alec Guinness, who plays nine of the characters. Um, so directed by Robert Hamer, produced by Michael Balcon, Michael Relf, the Michael and Michael, as they're called. Um, <laughs> it's a fact. You know, overall, a kind of a drama, sort of a crime movie. The gist is a, a guy who kills a, a whole bunch of people to claim his title as. Duke that was kind of robbed of him. So sort of like A Count of Monte Cristo, but slightly funnier and makes less sense. But before we get too far into it, let's introduce the reviewers here in the studio. And the prompt today is, if you could recast one movie to be played every character by Alec Guinness, what movie would you pick? Uh, We'll go myself, Mike Shane, then June. So I'm Jack. And if I were to recast one movie entirely with Alec Guinness, I would do Predator.
1: <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> and that includes
0: the Predator as Alec Guinness. It's in the trees. <laughs>
2: nice. That's a good one. That's pretty good. My name is Mike, and. Uh... Man, it's, it's not going to be as exciting, but I, I want to see him in a musical. I, w- I would say he should be in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> There's one man we need
1: in order to succeed. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a name I haven't heard in many years. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: All right, Shane, whenever you're ready. Damn it, that one's good. Um...
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Shane, and I do Ocean's Eleven.
2: Mm. That's good. That actually would be a good movie. <laughs> why, is, why, is, why is he always eating?
1: <laughs> <I'm> hungry. <laughs> this isn't the woman you're looking for. <laughs> a- oh, man. Well, I'm
4: June, and uh, my movie would be Fight Club.
2: <laughs> Alec Guinness punching himself in the face. It's <laughs> so confusing.
0: Instead of the alter egos being two different actors, it's just the, just same, the same actor.
2: <laughs> the part where he realizes that it was his alter ego. Everybody watches like, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're the same guy. <laughs>
0: Does
1: he, even pl- he even plays the female love interest <laughs>
0: <laughs> this twist sucks <laughs> now i'm just thinking about movies where everyone in the cast is played by edward norton <laughs> <laughs>
1: i would do a uh, kind hearts and coronets <laughs>
2: be a, good a reversal be a good remake hey, before,
1: before we start that speaking
4: of alec guinness and playing a bunch of parts i, I read somewhere that um He didn't even like finish reading the script when it was first pitched to him. He just like stopped on the first page because he was dying laughing. (laughs) And I don't know how, like, why. Yeah, what was funny on the first
0: page? (laughs) This
1: guy's in prison. (laughs) (laughs) This was after World War, just after World War II. They were begging for any kind of comedy they could (laughs) get.
0: Oh, damn. All right. Um,. So, kind hearts and coronets. So, the title is a reference to some quote in the movie. Um, so, we kind we kind of touched on this. Um, it's about uh, a guy named uh, Louis Mazzini, who uh, is sort of the uh, indirect heir of a dukedom in England. His mother kind of uh, married down and got exiled, and this is kind of a long story of revenge. As he murders the twelve people or extremely convenient accidents happen to them uh, between him and the uh, the throne. All and, because uh, his mom
1: married an Italian.
0: Yep. <laughs> and uh, so it kind of follows this interesting framing device where he starts in prison and kind of narrates what happened, uh, which is kind of interesting, kind of a, a setup for everything. But yeah, so I guess uh, at this point, Mike, do you want to kind of walk us through what happens in this movie?
2: I do. So at the beginning of this movie, um, it starts with Louis in prison. Um, he's being tried for, or he's been tried for murder, and he's going to be, uh, he's going to be hung the next morning. Uh, so while he's in prison, he starts to write his memoirs, and that's where we kind of have a flashback as he uh, narrates the memoirs of his of, of throughout the entire film. Is just him talking about his life and how he ended up getting there, and explaining how he came to be the tenth Duke of. Uh, um, of the, uh, the, the, what do they call it? The dis, the dis, coins,
0: Yeah. discoins.
2: So at the beginning, uh, it explains that his mother, as, as you already said, she eloped with an Italian opera singer and was kind of dis- disowned by the family. Um, they exiled her. They wouldn't return her, any of her messages or as, as she was growing up with, or as she was, um, raising Louis, uh, her father or sorry, Louis's father dies and just the mother's taking care of Louis. And she wants to send him to the best schools, even though they're very poor, and eventually try to ask uh, her family to accept Louis back into the uh, the family so he can take his proper place. They deny her to the point that even after she dies, her her dying wish was to be buried in her family's uh, graveyard or cemetery. And they, they deny that as well. So at this point, Louis is an adult. He's had to to take his you know side jobs and earn his own way through life and th- this was like the last straw for him and he vows to take revenge on the uh on the discoin family um by killing them all so that he can eventually work his way to becoming the tenth duke of the uh the discoins. Um Ooh. go ahead. Love a good revenge flick. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um going into the opening the like you said it starts in the the prison cell I, I don't know what kind of backwards British prison this is, but the guards are, like, inside the cell with him. I, I just feel it's a little counterintuitive.
0: Well, he's got, like, a, a fancy, like, crystal carafe of, you know, wine or port or something. He's uh, like... Am I, am I just too poor to
4: understand, like,
0: how rich people do prison?
4: It's yep. not that you're it's, poor. It's
0: that you're low class.
2: Ah, <laughs> This is a... This is the epitome of white privilege. When you're rich and you're white, you get treated better.
0: Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I thought it was kind of an interesting framing device. And at first, I thought it was just kind of a, a amusing kind of affectation, if if that makes sense. Like, they were just kind of like, we'll start with him in prison, and then it'll be him telling a story. But it, it does kind of matter later, which was, you know, good bookend. And... Um, It, like, sets up the character of the
4: character of his character, I guess. Um, Because the—was that the executioner and the the warden, I guess, talking in the opening? Yeah. And, you know, at one
2: point he's like, oh, and, like, how do I address him when when we meet? Oh, yeah. I like how he's practicing his bows as he walked away. Yeah.
4: For a man that's, like, going to get executed the next day, he's just like— you know, super content
2: with it. And I think that that sets up a lot about who he is. Also, you know, I, I'm, I'll bring this up at the end, but there is a reason why he was acting so calm, um, which we didn't find out to the very, very end, which I thought was pretty neat. This movie from, you know, being a 1949 film was, uh, I thought it was pretty well written.
0: Yeah, the, the writing of this one was interesting to me. Of all the movies we've watched that have been based on plays, this feels like it should be one, but it's not.
1: <laughs> oh, this wasn't based on a play? No. It's like the first. Wow. Because that's like my first note was, oh, another play film.
0: It is 100% feels like it. Yeah. You just
2: assumed it was. <laughs> yeah, Between really?
0: actors playing four different characters. Uh, they, um, what's his name who plays Dennis Price, who plays Louis, uh, also plays his father. His, his own father, and dies as soon as he sees his child. Um, there's a pretty good number of that, so it totally feels like something from this stage. But... Hey, guys, my
2: work is calling. Can I literally pause right now? As long as you keep it in the cast.
0: Yeah, this has got to go on record.
4: He's just trying so hard to let us know that he has a job. <laughs> <laughs> I should
0: have stuck with Top Gun for Alec Guinness. That, that was pretty <laughs> good. I should have done a movie that we can all quote, is the thing. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs>
2: but it's still animated.
0: But they're all animated as Alec Guinness. (laughs) (laughs) What other movies would be good with Alec Guinness as the entire cast?
2: What age would he be, though? Would he be the the old Alec Guinness? Alec Guinness, in my mind, has always been old. He even looked old in this film. Just a bunch (laughs) of really (laughs) old people running around. (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit more into the plot then. Um, So after his mother passes away and he kind of... uh, vows to get revenge on the uh, the Uh I don't think I, if this is an order, but he also there's another character whose name is uh, Sibylla, Sib- uh, mm-hmm. and she is his love interest at the very beginning. Uh, they kind of grew up together, and she's a little bit more like higher class, but not by much. And she uh, is dating a person who's kind of like a rich guy for their small town, or not their small town, but their uh, their their social level in this in London. So, Louis wants to propose to her, and she shuts him down, you know, essentially just because he's a nobody and is going to be a nobody. And and he says that, you know, even even if he's going to be someday and might become Duke, and she kind of scoffs at him and says, When you become Duke, I'll be married to um, her fiancé at the time, whose name was... Uh, what was that guy's name? Lionel. Lionel. Lionel Hutz. And uh, who's known as to be the most boring man in Europe. And... Um, <laughs>
1: Is he known for that?
2: He is known for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on his business cards. <laughs> Most boring man in Europe. So she says she's going to be married to to hit to, to Lionel, and she'll feel silly when he's Duke. Uh, so at this point, he's been not only denied by his family, the Descoins, but now uh, uh, Sibella uh, has shot him down. So he's he's kind of really got nothing to lose. Um, so he he starts out his plan, and he starts by narrowing down to the living discoins on a on a uh, family tree and he hangs that behind his painting of his family's castle that he he went and visited and painted from memory um, and he keeps that in his living room throughout the entire film and as as family members are slowly dying off by natural causes he's scratching their names off of the list uh it takes a while uh, before he ends up committing the first murder and he definitely does a lot of plotting and planning Um, so like I said some people die of natural causes but Louis eventually goes after his first victim and the reason why he chooses the the first victim of the Descoynes, which is the son of the banker Discoine who um, originally Louis' mother tried to get him a job with to try to get him into into a higher class society and was turned down by that man so this guy, he comes into Louis' work where he's just, you know, he's he he's selling ladies' underwear, stuff like that. And Louis overhears him talking about the, his plan to go up to this um, country club over the weekend and treats Louis just, you know, terribly like he's, he's lower class. And Louis kind of snaps back at him, knowing who he is, and he gets fired from his job. But so he takes a little bit of money he has, and he goes up to the country club to try to find where they're staying and uh, find uh, a time that he could he could off this guy Um, in doing so he doesn't get recognized by him and he goes up there and the guy ends up going on like a little boat trip with his girlfriend during the day and louis follows in his own boat where they're they kind of settle underneath a tree and they're they're you know making out and have their have they're not be you know paying attention to what's going on around them. So Louis swims over to them, sees that there's a dam nearby, and at 2 p.m. each day, they release the, the waters down this dam. So Louis sw- swims over to their boat, and it just so happens to be that time of day, he unhooks their tether and, you know, pushes them gently down the river, and they don't notice, and they go over the edge of this dam, and, and he dies. So that's the first death of the Descoines. I think is a, a lot happened in between that, so if you want to cover some...
4: Yeah, so I like the the motivation that they give to to cuz it's it's like a compounding set of of things that causes him to go on this, you know, murder spree. Um I think the Sabella one you mentioned, his him being um like rebuffed by her was the the catalyst to all of it, but prior to that like I think an important note is when his mom dies her last request is to be like buried at the 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 Chalfont Castle or whatever of the family, and uh, the senior Ascoin Dascoin <laughs> um, says no, and that's like yeah, that was one of the big things that drove him.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Louis, the the character itself is, is really well done and it makes you, he, he comes across as this very calm and collected and articulate person, but like you were just barely explaining, he's a straight up psychopath. Like he is, he's lost his mind a long time ago and he's, he's cold blooded. He lies constantly. He's constantly just playing everybody. Um, really just no conscious. He never acts regretful. Like I think he mentions like after he's like, well, I feel a little bit bad about this one, but he's <laughs> yeah, straight up loony. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I just like that the motivation isn't to become Duke, you know, like that's just a vehicle to him avenging his mom and, and or like all the people the city right. couldn't make it. Right. Yeah. I'm
1: glad too that when they were like, Oh, one of the Ascoin Dascoins had twins and I was like, Oh Jesus, they're gonna make him kill the kids. <laughs> and they're like, Oh Diphtheria got them and I was like, Oh, oh good.
0: There were a few of those that were very convenient. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, even the
4: Even Ascoin Dascoin Jr. was, like, super convenient. Like, I'm real skeptical about that canoe murder.
0: (laughs) The the setup for that. So so he follows them in a boat, and he kind of passes them, and they don't notice him. And he jumps into the river and makes a mention that he learned to swim but has never gone underwater. Uh, And then just, like, unties them and... They are awake. Their eyes are open, and they don't <laughs> notice they're drifting down the uh, the canal over a waterfall. Also, who who canoes right in the vicinity of a giant like waterfall just to <laughs> chill and have a relaxing day?
2: Just just to get a little sense of danger.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's sort of a kind as I talk about. It, I feel like it's kind of an absurdist comedy kind of thing. Like it, it's it's just part of the humor that things are this. This convenient but it definitely had me scratching my head like hmm
1: i have a note here that when he releases the boat you can see her and her eyes are wide open while they're kissing <laughs> and i thought that was really weird but i was like she's also going to notice that they're rapidly moving down the river now <laughs> they're just too into what they're doing to notice the roaring dam as <laughs> they go towards it
0: from a kind of technical perspective just on a slightly different topic the uh there were a good number of painted backdrops, which I thought was kind of fun in a nostalgic kind of way. um
1: the little model too of the dam and everything was fun
0: yeah, yeah this they do that a few times with their models
1: the uh on
4: a on another note of the paintings, I thought a really good shot was the kind of the intro into um the murder sequences uh after he you know writes the whole family tree on the back of the painting. Um, we get a close-up shot of the painting which transforms into the actual scene in real life of the castle like that can't have been easy to do back then mm. yeah good
1: point I was gonna say um with he goes like the summer club right and he's all dressed like a summer dandy and he's his plan is to befriend them right or get them to drink with him and then he was gonna poison his drink correct that's correct And but they were having sex too long, yeah, so it never came to fruition all all day,
0: yeah, all day,
1: all morning, all night
0: at that man's
2: age.
1: And he, I mean, the man was probably gonna die of like Viagra overdose or something. Well,
2: I think everybody well, not everybody, but a lot of the characters are supposed to be in their 20s, and I think he was one of them, like. That just happened to be played by Alec Guinness. Uh, <laughs> you know, was, yeah.
1: <laughs> I still wasn't aware that everyone was Alec Guinness yet. I think he was the first Alec Guinness character we
2: saw. Yeah. Or at least aware of. Yeah, I became, su- I came, so they, I became suspicious a little bit later in the film.
0: Yeah, Alec <laughs> Guinness would have been, just to close the loop on this, Alec Guinness was 35 at the time. <laughs> wow.
1: It shows. <laughs> so then he's like, damn, I can't poison them. So he's like, I followed them. And he's literally in a canoe right on their ass on their canoe and they're like they wouldn't have been like honey is that that same guy that kept trying to like have drinks with us and he's just like slowly canoeing behind them
2: okay <laughs> well, that's just a product of the time they didn't have cameras that could get wide angle shots
4: yet they tried to like justify that because um, when he first shows up at the country club it's like oh, i wonder if they'll remember me now probably not like these people don't care about
0: us mm. they don't
2: look at the help yeah i guess yeah these these desk coins they were all terrible people
0: so on that note, let's continue on to how more of them die.
2: <laughs> so after I think his name was his Henry, right? So Henry's dead. Um, he was the the one that went over the waterfall with his mistress.
4: No, that that was Ascoin Dascoin Jr. Okay, sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ascoin Dascoin Dascoin or Dascoin. We're getting Henry next. So Ascoin Dascoin is dead and Ascoin Dascoin <laughs> Senior ends up offering a job to Louie because he remembers uh, the mother who originally um, sent in the, the application to get him a job at the bank. And now that his son's dead, he's kind of looking at life a little bit differently. And he brings on Louie as a... Um, uh, I think he just starts at like the very bottom of this firm. I think he's a... Uh, it's like a secretary. Not, yeah, I don't think he's a secretary. Yet. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He ends up working at this bank for the senior desk going. And during this time... He uh, starts to look for his next target, right? So he writes the way he got that job. By the way, it wasn't because of the mother. He wrote a letter of condolence to the father, and the father remembered, and that's how he got the job. Anyways, so he gets his own he gets his own bachelor flat in in London because uh, he's making a little bit more money now, and um, he starts to kind of have an affair with with Sib with uh, Sibella. She's now married, and she's coming over to his flat, and they're they're hooking up on the down low. Um, which is important for the character because Louis, he's like, oh, I, I, it's wrong, and then she's like, yeah, but aren't you like, don't you like this? And he's like, yeah, I am into this. So he he ends up doing this, even though he claims to be such a good guy. Uh, next, he targets he targets Louis targets Henry, which is the the next youngest uh, of the sons. And uh, this guy is he's an amateur photographer, and he lives kind of out in the country with uh, his wife Edith. Uh, so Louis goes out there pretending also to be into photography and finds Henry coming out of, like, the pub where Henry approaches him and, and is interested in his camera, and they they start hanging out and becoming friends. During this, it, Henry reveals that he's drinking secretly and he can't let his wife know because they are they both are supposed to be um, so, uh, abstaining from alcohol. Like, she she thinks it's a, a bad habit, and he keeps his uh, secret alcohol in his dark room out in the shed. So... His wife, Edith, she's this beautiful woman, and Louis kind of is attracted to her and makes friends with her by telling her the truth, and that kind of wins her over to his side. And so he continues to kind of befriend Edith as well as Henry, where Henry is really just kind of into into drinking and his photography more than really paying attention to Edith. But I wouldn't say they had, like, a bad marriage. So... While Louis is is kind of playing the part of being the friends with them, he comes up with a way to off Henry by putting um, petrol into his his lamp inside of his uh, dark room, so that when he tries to light it, it'll it essentially start a fire and kill Henry. And then they could probably blame it on his drinking or whatever. So that goes out without a hitch. Um, he successfully murders Henry, and Edith goes into mourning. Um, at this point, Henry decides that he's going to pursue Edith, or sorry, Louis decides that he's going to pursue Edith, and but he's going to wait a little bit for the uh, the proper amount of time for her to to mourn Henry's death. So that's the second death. Yeah, probably the most comedic one,
1: I think, and kind of the saddest one too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He even says, "I how does he put it? I regret regret that our friendship would be so short." <laughs> it's
1: like, um, <laughs> well, there I go killing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's um It was cool because I, I think
4: uh after he has put into play the whole um petrol thing he's having lunch or something with edith and they're talking about henry and edith mentions like that he has no like political aspirations for the dukedom like all he wants to do is enter some photography contest or some shit <laughs> or drink and at and at that point louis like wait, what? Like,
1: and then he like looks back and he's like, well, too late. Boom! <laughs> yeah. I spit my drink out when that happened. They're like having tea and talking, you just hear boom in the background. <laughs> they just keep talking.
2: <laughs> and, there's, and then it keeps, whenever it goes to, when they're having the conversation, it, whenever it's looking at her, you can just see like smoke coming over the fence yeah. behind her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured him like the Muppets, like he has his hairs all black and charcoal as he's like Just
0: beaker. Oh man, Muppet Treasure Island. That's who Alec Guinness needs to play. Everyone. In.
4: This was the sequence when I realized just how insufferably British this movie was. Oh, it's yeah. so British. Like, I, like we've all heard the. Uh, Revenge is a dish best served cold. Mm. How did he phrase that? So he reiterates this line. He's like, revenge is the dish which
0: people of taste prefer to eat cold. (laughs) God (laughs) damn it. This movie has the stiffest upper lip I've (laughs) seen.
1: And I think it loses a lot of comedy because of it. Because you're like, maybe that's a funny phrase he just said. But I'm a little lost in translation here.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, to be I... honest, a lot of sort of the coolness and calculatingness of Louie went a little too far for me and it felt more detached almost.
2: Well, I'm, I'm curious yeah. like, why didn't anybody like every single time he killed a uh, Dascoin there was there was no investigation. Everybody just chalked it up to either an accident or natural causes. Like an exploding dark room is probably something that needs an investigation.
0: You know, of these that honestly is
2: Probably the most likely.
0: Yeah, it's the most
2: plausible. <laughs> well, it's not like he's yeah. making heroin. or not, not heroin, it's not like he's making meth out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> that would have been funnier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> film, film is very flammable, right? Oh, and, yeah, that's uh, true, yeah, that's true. Presumably there are all kinds of chemicals in a dark room. Okay, I'll give you that one. So, well, it's a bit of a stretch. It's a little more plausible than... The boat going over the waterfall? <laughs> the boat going over the waterfall, or... I don't want to skip ahead. Yeah, we'll get to some
1: (laughs) implausible ones later, but... Everyone's just so comfortable with this rando that keeps showing up. And then he's like, well, don't you know that I actually am a Dascoin and I was cut out of my
0: inheritance? Boom!
2: Yeah, that's suspicious. (laughs) That's so
1: weird.
0: (laughs) Do any of them talk to each other?
1: Yeah. And then Henry dies and she's still just like, oh, you know... Some long-lost Daskoin shows up, Henry dies, (laughs) you know, these things happen.
2: (laughs) It's what it is. But it's funny you mention that, though, because in this next portion, it kind of alludes to the fact that they really do not communicate with each other very often. Um, And that's because the next is there is a funeral for Henry, and that's like the first time he sees all of the Daskoins together, and they all showed up to, you know, have this funeral for Henry. That scene was so great, because it, one by one, pans, they're all
4: seated in a row, and they pan from one to the next, and he does a little, like, description of each of them, and they're all Alec Guinness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this is where and I then,
4: became suspicious.
1: <laughs> when They get to the next one, where he kills him for being boring, and everyone thanks him. Like, <laughs> there's there's funny things in this. I wish they would have punched up the comedy just a tad. like. This was British comedy. I, I don't comedy. need it. Yeah, it's very... Dry British comedy, yeah. But yeah. It, has he told Sibella yet that he's been, you know, killing his way to the top yet? No. Because I yet. have an issue with his relationship with Sibella. I get why he wants to like string her along and torture her, but then he starts to just give away all his. He's he's so calculated with everyone. And then Sibella, he's like, "Well, here's the keys to my jail. Like,
2: <laughs> go ahead and just destroy everything." He's getting it on the side from Sibella, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, but it kind of paints how this whole
2: thing is going to fall apart so, instead of being like, ooh. I think we'll kind of do a quick jump and get do a bunch of deaths real quick because it kind of happens in quick succession now. And then we'll get to the, the Sabella. Sabella is going to be really important for this next portion after we get through these deaths. I got some notes for the next murder. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just lay these, these ones out quickly and then you can jump back to whatever you want to talk about just because we still got a lot of plot to cover here. So after the funeral, Louis decides that he, his next target is going to be the, the, the priest, the Reverend Lord Henry Descoigne. Um, so Louis disguises himself as an angelic bishop and uh, meets with Henry, who um, asks him to have dinner with him. During the dinner, Henry pulls out the poison that he originally was going to use on the Descoyne Jr. Or sorry, yeah, Jr. And uh, he poisons uh, the Reverend's... Or sorry, yeah, the Reverend's wine, who... He's known for having heart disease. But his doctor tells him not to drink so much, and so they, they chalk up that death to a heart attack. Um, after that, the next Descoyne is the is the um, Agatha Descoyne, and she is a <laughs> she's she is also Alec, which I did not know. I just thought she was a really ugly woman, but she <laughs> is a w- women rights activist, and she she's flying in a hot air balloon above London, dropping pamphlets and. Henry opens—or sorry, Louis opens up his window and uses a bow and arrow to pop the balloon, and she falls to her death in the square. Um, after that, Louis then targets the the General Lord Rufus Descoyne, who is— uh, He's a war hero, and he loves, like, caviar, and so he hides a bomb in his caviar and is sent to him at a restaurant. When he opens it and stacks his knife into it, it explodes and and kills him. And then the last one, Admiral Lord uh, Horatio Discoin, is out at sea (laughs) and ends up, out of his own ignorance, causes a shipwreck. So Louis has nothing to do with it, and he goes down with his ship. So those are that one's my favorite. Those are the big kind of like the four that just kind of get knocked out real quick and the least important, I guess, of the disc coins. But now Henry is up to only himself, uh, the banker and the original Duke.
4: So um, when he goes to kill the Reverend, you mentioned he was in disguise, but I like how his disguise is to just be more British.
2: <laughs> and, and and his hair is a little bit more gray to fool a brit
1: one must become more
4: british <laughs> and then that the whole the whole murder sequence like he he makes a big point about taking the poisoned wine glass or whatever and pouring it out into a plant but he le- like he leaves the entire table set like right. clearly this dude was having dinner with somebody and then died on his chair and the glass dinner the glass with the yeah. wine
1: Yeah, that one, I was like, hmm. And I was like, he didn't wipe his fingerprints right. That's like, wait, 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 wait. This is like early 40s. He wouldn't need to wipe his (laughs) fingerprints. (laughs) Right. And then the Agatha
4: one, was it supposed to be like funny that he like barely pulls back the string on the bow? (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) I I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be funny or if it was just like stupid. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's kind of the thing with this movie: is the humor is so dry, you don't know if it's like was an intentional joke? joke
2: or if they're it's just it's a like product a, of the time. Maybe he was just trying yeah. to actually not fire a, a arrow through a studio set. So he just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, chap, you see, you have to pull the arrow, but we couldn't afford much distance. So. <laughs> I, I like it because it's like he
4: he pulls it back like three inches. And then let's go and you hear like a a pew pop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Admiral is what kills me because they go to all this trouble to say like he never sets foot on land. It would be the most difficult to arrange because he's always out at sea. And then it's like, well, you know, turns out he uh, just crashed two ships into each other and died.
1: (laughs) That's right. The ship turns and he's like all oh, right to port he's like don't you mean star but he's like i said port damn it <laughs> and
0: then these two model ships kind of bump into each other and just narrates the two ships sunk almost immediately
1: <laughs> and he's like everyone lived but he refused to leave his ship as he's like saluting as they're sinking.
0: <laughs> like it, it's so blatant that it's it must be a joke and even so he kind of becomes well acquainted with uh Askoin Dascoin, first of his name um, <laughs> <laughs> who even says like, you'd think there was some kind of curse on the as- dascoin family. They're all dropping like flies.
1: Like, these people are real slow on the uptake.
0: It's like, you almost got it, man. <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's almost as if we're methodically disappearing in order of succession.
2: <laughs> you know, most um, serial killers leave calling cards. His is just... just this blood trail of coins, where he doesn't clean up the the glass, right? He wants to get caught. Don't they say that about serial killers? They want to deep down get caught?
0: I mean, yes, they say
2: that. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a serious conversation That was just a joke that didn't hit We can move on, don't worry I'll allow
0: it. No, no, I want to talk about this some more <laughs> <I don't... laughs> I'm just kidding I mean,
1: I've killed a lot, I don't want to get caught just <laughs> <laughs> It's just Any detective showing up would be like mm-hmm, So he, he met someone that day And then he died the same day
2: and, okay. you're, and this guy met the same guy the next day And also died the next day I don't see anything wrong here. And said guy happens to be a distant <laughs> <laughs> successor you're to your throne. You're saying he's
4: been
1: estranged from the family. That sounds like motive, right? <laughs> so, so let me get this straight: your husband blew up while <laughs> making photographs, and now the man you met on the same day as your husband's death is courting you for <laughs> marriage.
2: And you're you're a rich
1: duchy. Well, we may never solve this mystery. Things happen. <laughs> Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> and
4: even th- he goes to Ascoin, Ascoin, and he's like, you know, they're dropping like vibes, like you might very well be
2: Duke pretty yeah. soon. He's <laughs> like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, let me pull out this, let me show you your family's heritage, and then he pulls it out and he's like showing it to him. He's like, look, you're right here.
0: <laughs> it's the same poster that he's crossing names off of behind his
3: his painting. <laughs>
2: The the nobody also puts together the fact that he has a picture of the family's castle in his living room like above his fireplace as a centerpiece of his his living room. It's like
0: Well that none of them live long enough to make it over to his house.
2: <laughs> That's true. They all die the same day they meet him. He doesn't waste any time. Yeah, but even the ladies, like you know, like Edith goes over there at one point. Why didn't she be like, Why is our family's castle on your wall?
0: Well, I think at that point it is known that he's a distant dascoin.
2: Yeah, he did tell her like, his secret is
0: not that he's a Daskoin.
2: I guess with how much suspicion there should be, I don't need to grasp at straws. I think it'd be very obvious that this person's up to something.
0: It's very <laughs>
1: convenient that the Askoin Daskoins are trusting people.
0: <laughs> you know he's a distant relative, though, because he looks nothing like Alec Guinness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bloodline is not true. not yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> The, the way that time flows in
4: this movie, too, it just feels like these are happening, like, within weeks of each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Within minutes of each other.
2: <laughs> Seriously. I decided to give her the, the proper amount of time to grieve. The next day, he's over there hitting on her.
1: I, I thought it was in the same scene. He's like, oh, right, that's enough time. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> okay, grieve. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> are we all done? <laughs>
0: So I, I do wonder if it's kind of almost um, uh, intentional commentary that all of the people he kills are played by Alec Guinness. It kind of feels like a statement about all these semi-royals being just interchangeable and <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah, they're all just the same person.
1: Safe to say none of you are true monarchists.
0: <laughs> I guess June and Mike might be. What? Mm-hmm. They're the the Tories of the group. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what happens next, Mike? So uh, we'll pick up right where we started there. With Edith agrees to marry Louis. He had proposed to her, and she said that she uh, would think about it. And she thought about it, and she agrees to marry Louis. And <laughs> <laughs> hard.
1: You put that so perfectly.
2: <laughs> In the meantime, he's still been having his affair with 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 the uh, Sabella and i can't remember if this is going to be in the correct order but i want to talk about what happens with sabella because it kind of leads into the next well the end of the movie so her husband um whatever the hell his name is the most boring man in in europe he he sends a note or a letter to louis asking for him to come over and, and his now his bank firm actually is running uh her husband's business as well i think they gave the, the business loan to him so he goes over to meet at his house which is odd because normally business meetings aren't you know at the residence so he thinks maybe he's been he's been made and he's been caught having this affair so he goes over and meets with the husband who's drunk and turns out it's not about the affair at all it's about him being bankrupt and he wants i think he wants to you know get a loan or something from Louis Balouy essentially turns him down and he is insulted uh, he, the guy insults Louis's mother and so Louis you know smacks him around a little bit and they kind of tussle around and he he says he's going to commit suicide and Louis leaves right after that he gets back to his apartment Sabella's is there waiting for him and she says that um the husband has found out about their affair and that she thinks he's going to try to divorce her and she starts to try to blackmail Louis into marrying her instead and saying that it would be it would be, be the only way for that to happen Louis calls her out and says that's not true i just barely speak, speaking to the guy and so he cuts it off with sabella and kicks her out um so now he's engaged to uh, edith who contacts the duke and he sends them an invitation to come out to his to the castle for kind of a meet and greet and interview to see who this new guy's gonna be Um uh, So they go out for the weekend or the week. And uh, while he's there, if it's just a weekend, it's a couple days, like three days. While he's there, he realizes this is like the only opportunity he's going to get to try to off this Duke guy. So during the stay, they go out for to go walk around and and go hunting. Um, This is where Louis kind of he doesn't he says that he's opposed to herding animals, which is a little ironic. And uh, the Duke says that there's like so there's been poachers on his land. One of them gets caught. They they like thrash this guy and send him off. And they have these man traps set around the the, the premises, right? So he <laughs> comes up with an idea. Thing. He comes up with with the plan to use a man trap to catch the duke in it uh, during later in the day when they go out for another walk. So he goes in and he sees where the, the guys guy hides the man trap, and he he catches a man um, in the trap while the duke's walking around. You know hunting, Louis says, oh, there! I think I hear somebody out there in the woods, and so the Duke goes running over, and Louis directs him toward the man trap where he gets his own leg caught in it, drops his gun. Louis picks up his gun, uh, Bond villain style, lights a cigarette, and explains his entire plan, what he's been doing, and how he's been <laughs> murdering everybody, and then comes up with the fabrication that when the Duke got stuck in the trap, he dropped his gun, and the gun went off, and he accidentally shot himself. So Louis shoots him from a low angle, and then runs back to the castle, and People buy it, uh, so now <laughs> the only person left, and I think it was uh, the banker, the the Descoigne Descoigne Senior. He he has a stroke a little earlier on, and this was kind of the final blow. And when, when when the Duke dies, he he also uh, passes away. So they have a double funeral, and now Louis is now the tenth Duke, and he's engaged to Edith, and he is now moved into the. The castle, uh, where he's having a kind of his coronation meet and greet with his with his minions, or I guess not his minions, his townsfolk <laughs> and uh, minions, uh, the people that the people that live under him in in this area of of, of England, peasantry. And, right. So he's meeting them, and then uh, while he's going through the crowd, a guy from Scotland Yard, a detective, is there and asks Louis to come with him down to Scotland Yard. The man traps.
0: So I I want to. Before we jump into all this, I want to come back to the scene where he goes over to Lionel's apartment. Okay, yeah. Lionel, in the course of this, so he's begging for money, right? Uh, pulls a knife on him, tries to murder him, and then Louis' response is, he kind of pushes him off and is like, I went home and took a bath. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: makes this- him silly.
0: This guy tries to murder you, and your response is, yeah, just a little bath to de-stress. That's the um, British
1: thing to do? He wouldn't dare attack a man in the tub.
4: <laughs> the most British thing was that one-two front-hand, back-hand slap combo. <laughs> Pull yourself together, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, this part, like, the writing was so good in this movie. When he's invited to... uh well actually let me back up when he has the uh conversation with sabella she's more you know b- b- even more attracted to him now as he's slowly becoming you know closer to becoming the duke and uh at one point she's like yeah i you know I'll, jokingly she's like i would have guessed you murdered them all and he spits out his drink <laughs> and it like zooms in on her face like she's like suspicious and you know that that will have some play later mm-hmm. um well, what I liked about the writing was, when Lionel invites him over, uh, he says it, it was over a, a a matter of some delicacy, mm-hmm. and he he mentions when people say that it's never delicate.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's always some good. There's a lot of uh, good kind of quips like that at, mm-hmm. at the start when he's. Reminiscing about his school days and uh, rattles off the sixth commandment, "Thou shalt not kill." Yeah, he kind mm-hmm. of muses back in those days. I never had any trouble with the sixth commandment. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then at, later on, um, when the Scotland Yard guy shows up, he's like, "You know, come with me. It's it's a, it's over a matter of some delicacy." Right. <laughs> so it, it kicks back to that. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of really good a lot of really good writing in this.
0: It's pretty sharp. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: Very witty. Um oh. So the hunting
1: <laughs> Yes. Let us talk about this gem. Man traps. Jenkins. Did you send the man traps? Well, like, oh, cool, and I was like, man traps? Did he really say And then they pan over to a guy that's like, Ah my foot! And he's like stuck <laughs> in a trap. And he's like, We've got the hooligan.
0: And this these are like enormous bear trap type things but like the, the metal jaws thing
1: he's trapping people in his woods it's but the most like rich
0: person thing i've ever they heard they have this conversation about like well man traps are illegal aren't they yeah but you know if he confesses to poaching which he'll have to do to report the man trap that's six months in prison but if he just you know leaves then he's in bed for a few days you just shattered his <laughs> his
1: you set a trap for a man in the woods and then beat him with a stick. He thrashed him. <laughs> thrashed him.
2: No, the that's man a, traps. You gotta, you gotta keep in mind, they, they, there's no bears in England, so when they found those man traps, they, they had to come up with some way to utilize them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh. cor, it's so cordial, too, when he, when he finds the guy. He's
4: like, my assistant will thrash you now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's enough. <laughs> who thought you could outwit me how did you <laughs> speaking of outwitting what a what a plan on louis part because what if he's like I, I heard a noise over there what if he just missed the trap like, no 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 no, no it was back
2: it was back.
1: Back. Come, I was back over there yeah.
0: i hear another noise slightly slightly to the left
1: well, and why not just blast him and say it was a poacher that shot him for being man trapped. Because then you have an investigation. <laughs> <laughs> this man has been setting traps for poor people. <laughs> I think it's plausible that one of the poor people shot him one day.
2: Once. Well, that's that's uh, th- that guy, the, the one that they thrashed. He had like one quail, right? They like walk over and they rip this quail off him and throw it on the ground. The dude's carrying like twelve in his like in his on his side his quail holster yeah, his
1: I quail know he's holster. like our quail populations have been diminishing because of these bull people as he's like bang 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 <laughs> he might as well have hopped on a machine gun <laughs>
0: Sorry. do you think it would be like logistically simpler to shoot him and then put his leg in the trap <laughs> <laughs> true
1: and like then they want to believe that he fell and shot himself with this rifle that's like 8 feet long <laughs> how did this rifle fall
4: I love the conveniency of some of the the deaths too. I think it's I think it adds to the comedy in a way. Um we already mentioned the uh the admiral, but Ascoin Dascoin just dies from shock yeah. <laughs> after he finds out he's the Duke now. Yeah. And they
1: carry his coffin at the same funeral. Yeah. Two <laughs>
0: coffins <in her> <laughs> Those Dascoins, they know how to save money. Why why have two funerals?
1: Well, I think even the way they got their dukedom was like frivolous as well, wasn't it? It was like for renders for services rendered by the Duchess, like to the king. I think yeah, it was equipped
2: so wall like, in exile,
1: yeah, yeah, for services rendered.
0: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? Is
2: that all it takes? Well, there is a, there's a website you can go to and you can buy a duke title for yourself
0: from Sealand not from England
1: (laughs) I don't know England's probably hurting a little bit right now (laughs) they didn't have
0: the internet when this movie uh, came out i sorry I forgot I know that seems like a giant plot hole in 2021 why Uh. not just go online and buy a dukedom on Amazon
1: they didn't have the internet all the man trap locations would be
0: revealed (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, just small point of trivia that there was no internet in the time of this movie. <laughs> I think it's a,
2: important to mention that that Louis also um, after the uh, Descoigne Descoigne das, Senior died, he um, inherited the the bank or the the bank. Yeah, so Louis also is running the bank as well. So mm-hmm. he's really he's yeah. really done well with this family in a, like a legitimate sense. Like if he had just been with the banker and not worried about killing everybody, he'd be doing just fine. He yeah, wouldn't be mean- Duke, but he also not be tried for murder. Well, the well, the irony is, is
0: what he's tried for murder for is right. Well, well, continue
2: on, Mike. Sounds well, like a segue to me. Oh damn! Can't oh go. no, we'll, we'll back the nope. segue up. Too late. Too late. We're moving on. So mm. after after we can go back to it later. After uh, <laughs> after after the final Duke dies and he is now Duke and taken down to Scotland Yard, um, he, he turns out that he's being investigated for murder, but not for murdering the, the Askoin Daskoins. Uh He's being tried for Lionel's death, who they found with a dagger stuck in his heart on the October the 13th. So he's in jail. Now we know why he's there. And um, he goes to trial and Sabella shows up as a witness and claims falsely that uh, Lionel was going to seek a divorce, just like she was trying to trick Louis, and it was because Louis was having this um, affair with her. So Louis is convicted for the murder and um, is sent to be hung. This is where the the very kind of... It's almost at the beginning of the film now. Um, One last meeting with Sabella while he's in jail, they kind of... they're, They're hinting at... The possibility that there might be a suicide note. And if there was a suicide note, that means Louis could get off from the murder. And in that case, in exchange for the suicide note, Sabella kind of hints toward Louis killing Edith. So then Louis can then marry Sabella and then she can be the duke, the duchess. Um, So Louis agrees and she leaves and this is where the beginning of the film starts with him sitting in his jail cell writing his memoirs. And at this point, it's already been all night. And he assumes that Sabella is not coming with the letter and he has accepted his death. And this is where at the very beginning I was saying – they kept saying at the beginning, wow, it's, you've never seen somebody so calm before being hung. I think that uh, now it makes sense because he thought he was going to get off. He thought this letter was going to show up at any time and that he'd be set free. So, you know, go ahead. maybe, but he wrote a fucking confession book. So yeah, that's the other thing. So he finishes (laughs) his memoirs in the morning and the the, the hangman shows up and and he starts to read a poem. And while he's reading the poem to Louis, uh, the guard runs in saying that a phone call was made and sub- and they received a letter, of a suicide note. So Louis is free to go. He turns and he walks out of the cell and he leaves the prison where he is met by a crowd of people. And in the courtyard is Edith in a carriage. And then on the opposite side of the courtyard is Sabella in a carriage. And this is where he kind of has to make a choice of who he's going to go with. And uh, he decides that either one of them is probably going to be a bad choice. Um, and then the, the very finale... Uh, this reporter walks up to him, says that he wants to public or pub pub publish his memoirs, and Louis realizes that he left his memoirs, which has full confessions of all the murders, back in the jail cell. And then we have ending ending credits.
0: So, can he not just like knock on the door and say, "Hey, I left something in the cell"?
1: Right. I would like to collect my things. I seem to have forgotten them. Even
2: like, that- even more than that, how the fuck do you leave that behind?
1: Yeah. Like, that'd be the first thing, like, ooh, grab that yeah. up.
2: You're throw this in a fire. <laughs>
4: right? Now now he's going to have to kill everyone in the prison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to become
4: the warden. <laughs> and <laughs> To get I, his memoirs back.
1: <laughs> I also put a note here, I was like, did they really just confess everything in front of a guard? Like the guard just <laughs> yeah, sit like... there? And she's like... Well, you know, it'd be a shame if she died and a confession <laughs> note showed up, and the guard's like, Doo, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. they, they are very plain with everything that's happened.
0: Yeah, <laughs> their, their coded language is so transparent. Which, sure. she's like, it sure would be a miracle if his suicide note showed up. And he's like, it would be a miracle, <laughs> but miracles can happen. And the guard's like,
3: all right,
1: all right, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> It
0: would seem one miracle is dependent on the other miracle. And,
1: like, you're watching this and you're like, I don't know if Sabella understands what she's doing, because why wouldn't he just kill her when he gets out? And he's like, I'll take care of her after this. I could always just not follow through.
0: Like. And says, oh, turns out she was, you know, withholding the suicide note. In what trial is anyone going to believe her? Right. But whatever.
4: But then also, like, the suicide note is already given, So he's already cleared of those that murder. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to do anything. He doesn't need her at all. Yeah, she doesn't. (laughs) She has no cards in her hand anymore.
2: Well, he does say. I I think in one of his in his uh, back and forths in his brain, he says that he could just he he just might kill Sabella. He's like, I could kill Edith, or I could just kill Sabella. I'll decide later. Maybe after lunch. It's really yeah. gone into killing. Another thing. Did it, did that magazine sound like like a, a porn mag to you guys? The name of the magazine. Titbits. Titbits. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> titbits. <laughs> titbits magazines. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's a real magazine, is
4: it?
0: It's like Playboy but pocket sized.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun fun trivia. Titbits from all the interesting books, periodicals, and newspapers of the world.
0: Wow. Founded in
2: 1881.
0: Ah, makes oh, sense. So I, yeah, I. I I want to come back to this, um, mm. uh, the trial, trial? right? Yes. <laughs> because this was the kangarooist of courts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the whole, there's this line of investigation that is like super damning. So they're talking about what happened in this meeting, this, uh, business, uh, meeting between Louie and Lionel that, um, we, we talked about earlier, and the the barrister, or the lawyer, or whatever, saying. Mm-hmm. So this was... You were invited over for a business meeting, right? He's like, yep. And you say at this business meeting, he was drunk. Does this happen at business meetings? No. He tried to kill you. Does this happen at business meetings? No. <laughs> but you said it was a business meeting.
2: I, <laughs> I, I arrest
0: my case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, you can say one thing and then do another, right? Like, this isn't your first day in court.
2: Well, uh, you know, it was completely hearsay. I mean, he got tried on having zero evidence. Like, they're like, it's suspicious and it makes sense that you would kill him, and that's our only evidence.
0: Yeah, and the the evidence that it wasn't a suicide is, well, if it was, he would have left a note.
2: (laughs) Nobody commits suicide without leaving a note.
1: (laughs) No one drunkenly commits suicide when they're broke <laughs> after talking to the man that was
2: sleeping with their wife. <laughs> and also lending them money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Louis did a terrible job cross-examining um, S- S- uh, Sabella, though. Like He's just like, do you know that you're under oath? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, do you realize I'm going to be killed if I get tried? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, no further questions. You <laughs> <speech>. <laughs> Are you telling the truth?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, shit.
1: Damn. <laughs> Got him. Well played. Got me.
4: It was like this like Shakespearean exchange, too. It's like, I put to you that there was no suicide note. Well, I put to you that there was. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, I put to you further. And I like the, the, the played for drama when it's not. They're like, how do you plead? I didn't kill him.
0: Oh, grumble, <laughs> grumble.
1: What do you say, ma'am? He killed him. Oh, grumble, grumble,
0: grumble. This was no 12 Angry men, that's for sure.
1: I know, I was very excited for a very, like, ooh, like back and forth trial.
2: We didn't cover the fact that that executioner was super psyched to do his job. Like, at the beginning, he was just like, oh, yes, this is going to be a good one.
1: I know, I If I, I may pictured... read you
0: a verse. <laughs>
1: I feel like that was some dark comedy they were trying to play with. But yeah. once again, it was played so dry. <laughs> like, I think it would have been funnier if he was dumb. He's like, oh, I never got to go and kill a duke before. <laughs> Back like, in the day when we used the axe. <laughs> that went poorly.
0: <laughs> would you uh, recast him as Larry the Cable Guy? or?
1: <laughs> i done killed a duke before. <laughs>
0: they just tie horses and pull them apart or something.
1: <laughs> Um. Oh, that did bring me to a note I have, as I did kind of picture if this was filmed in today's like style, that it would be a Knives Out kind of film.
0: Yeah, I think so. I got
1: very Knives Out feelings from it. And I think that's just because any sort of movie like sleuth-esque has kind of that feeling. But I think it would have benefited from it a little bit with like some more over the top characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
0: I mean, you don't even need to go over the top. You just need to go up to the brim, you know?
2: Punch, yeah, get a little punchier. I don't know. You said that the description for this film is a dark comedy. I did not. I didn't know it was a comedy throughout the whole thing. I thought it was like it had funny parts, but I didn't think it was specifically meant to be funny.
1: Yeah, I think if I didn't read it as comedy slash dark comedy, it I might have not looked for it as much. But knowing going in made me expect more.
2: Yeah, I read nothing about it before I started it, as I do with all of my movies. Mm. I do zero I
1: research. I didn't discover until halfway through that it was Alec Guinness. I, was, I just accidentally scrolled my mouse, and it was like, oh, actor Alec Guinness. I was like, holy shit, Obi-Wan. And Who then, does he like play? And then one of the scenes, there was like eight Alec Guinnesses listed, and I was like, holy shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was Alec Guinness until I was getting ready for the podcast, and I pulled up the the uh, plot notes, and it said that it was him <laughs> eight times. It was the old, he nutty professor it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now that we've kind of run through the whole plot, any thoughts about the movie as a whole? We're kind of talking about some now.
1: Oh, uh, did you know the nursery rhyme was originally that way? Yes,
2: I did, and I can't
0: believe
1: I well. I always thought it was a tiger that you caught by the toe.
0: <laughs> well, what what do they say for the nursery rhyme? The N-word. Eeny,
1: meeny, miny, oh. mo. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I did
1: not know that was the original way. Holy cow! They kept going too, and I was like, "I guess this was filmed in '49." That,
0: but
2: that still, not though, age well. even '49, <laughs> though. Whew. So, um,
0: just some uh, notes and bits of trivia about this movie. So, apparently, Alec Guinness was originally offered only four roles and insisted on taking
2: eight. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll I'll do the four roles and then double it.
0: <laughs> Final offer.
2: <laughs>
0: so in the scene where the uh, admiral goes down, this this is actually just a gold mine. I'm reading through trivia about it. Um so you know how he like sinks with the ship, like he is glued to the ship. Well, I guess they did wire him to the set and then <laughs> forgot they lowered him in. Oh Christ. <laughs> so some Tech had to dive in and cut the wires.
1: <laughs>
0: Alec! Alec Guinness was really good about really good at holding his breath. <laughs> it was a point of pride. <laughs> That's a point of pride. I can hold my, I will hold my breath for like two minutes.
1: <laughs> they tried to kill Alec Guinness in a comedy.
0: Oh man! Oh. Uh, apparently, there was some hullabaloo about the stunt where he goes down with the balloon too, um, and I guess they didn't. Uh,
2: um, he actually went down with the balloon.
0: <laughs> so they asked if he was he was well insured, and they said he wasn't. And they put him in with the a Belgian balloonist. And uh, I guess Guinness refused to get in the balloon, so it was the uh, yeah. He, so he he didn't want to be in the balloon while they they shot down the balloon for the stunt. So they put some stunt double in, and a wind blew the balloon off course, and they found it fifty miles away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, Mr. Guinness, we got a Belgian balloonist. He's going to fly it. I won't dare get in there. <laughs>
2: Not with a <the> Belgian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The the making of this movie is funnier than the movie.
1: Now when you shoot at the Belgian balloonist, don't pull it back too far. We have an intern that's going to catch the arrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't have the insurance for a full shoot, so
2: <laughs> Oh. Oh, we didn't go over the fact that when he was trying to figure out how to kill the Admiral, he's coming up with ideas and he's looking at a blueprint of a torpedo on the floor of his <laughs> <thing> apartment. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not even a very elaborate blueprint. He's just looking at a torpedo on the floor and <laughs> thinking,
2: if only I could find a way to sink a ship. <laughs> it's just a crayon drawing. He it.
1: knows how to make a bomb that yeah. he could send in the mail. But-
2: I mean, by the way, a hell of a bomb. He fit it in a caviar can and it, it, it disintegrated the guy.
1: And Scotland Yard <laughs> just let it, let it go.
2: Like, ah, oh, you know, things happen. Russian caviar explodes now and then. <laughs> uh, also, there would be, of, so all of these, that is the one with
0: pretty clear collateral damage. He totally blew away the guy having dinner with the general. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's just and no, say World War One started over a duke getting shot. What about <laughs> like, a duke getting blown up by caviar? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah well, would they consider that like in a Russian assassination?
1: I just think that one had some (laughs) wide-reaching implications.
0: (laughs) So I guess as far as this movie did, um, it was a... uh, Oh, yeah, so that nursery rhyme was uh, updated for the U.S. audience uh, using the word sailor Ah, as a replacement. Yeah, Um, So it was
2: okay in England to say that, but not in America.
0: So this was also kind of in the era where there were some really strict uh, rules about what could air in a movie. Apparently, this one also got into some trouble uh, because the the film code of the time, you know, uh, it had to show that crime didn't pay, if that makes sense. <laughs> in the same way, like, you couldn't air someone being killed, um, which might retrospectively explain the killing. But yeah, so it, it's certainly well regarded, and I think... Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it may have a hundred percent. Jesus. Granted, Rotten Tomatoes for movies that came out well before Rotten Tomatoes is kind of a strange metric, but <laughs> it's made all kinds of like top hundred movies of all time films. Um. Yeah, and as far as the budget, I don't even know if there are.
1: Did they have to pay uh, Alec Guinness for each role? Did he take uh,
0: eight <laughs> salaries? Is that why he insisted on eight roles? <laughs> Package deal. Eight for the price of six.
1: <laughs> I wonder if the casting director, like, didn't know, and Alec came in and, like, went for Henry, and then he just went back outside and came back in for another role for Agatha. I'm like, Jesus, Alec. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fine. Have them all. We've cast half of them, but you can have the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I also don't have a great number on how much it cost, but it brought in $145,000 worldwide, which is pretty good because this is one of the earlier movies we've seen. True. Um, but yeah, with that said, um, time for the biggest part of the show, the, the one where we kind of put our money where our mouth is, how do we rank it among the movies we've seen? Mm-hmm. So this is the 27th movie we've rated – uh, we'll go in uh, reverse order. Um, June, where do you put this one?
4: Oh, shit. I wasn't planning to go first. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't either. <laughs> well, using the metric that Ratatouille is average, this was <laughs> <laughs> this was above average. I'm going to put it at number 10 between Blood Diamond and
0: Ratatouille. Hmm. I thought Ratatouille was the, the line between uh like what separated the good from the rest
1: we all have our different metric for what ratatouille represents
0: ratatouille is the median film of of our time no ratatouille is the best of the rest it's the very best of the movies that aren't great
4: i'm i'm looking at it and i pretty much every movie uh above ratatouille i i think i enjoyed just a little more than this uh not to say this was bad by any means this is a great movie um but i'm, I'm gonna stick it at number 10.
0: Still okay pretty high up shane
1: so when i
4: first
0: explain what ratatouille means to you okay, so
1: ratatouille <laughs> represents i think i have it at number 10 here so ratatouille yeah is the best of the rest uh for an average film i think i have rope being the median here now I would be sin city okay well on a scale of one to sin city I, <laughs> um it's gonna be pretty high for me i enjoyed it every bit of it um i wanted to rank it a lot higher but now that i'm looking at what i have high there's no way so i'm gonna put it just above fiddler on the roof at
2: nine under blood diamond uh, Mike, where do yeah. you put it, Mike? It's going to be pretty consistent for me as well. <clears throat> um, it's going to be also number 10. So underneath Blood Diamond, above Annie Hall.
0: I'm, I'm glad you found a movie better than Annie Hall, Mike. <laughs> well, I
2: have actually 10 movies better than Annie Hall. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Funny how that <laughs> works. <laughs> Wait, Ratatouille is 14 for you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't... <laughs> Mark's like, I love Ratatouille. I
2: don't know how it got there. I'm pretty sure that whatever mood I was in while doing this podcast really determined my list.
0: (laughs) So as far as where I put this, I think I thought of it, I I enjoyed this movie, but I, I feel like it just came out a little too detached to punch anything. You can talk about allegories about classism and you know, interclass romance or whatever. And it just kind of well, funny came out a little hollow for me. So I think I'm going to put it where is this? Probably in number 14 for me, just Ooh. ahead of rope behind who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. All right. So pretty pretty far from the bottom, but also not quite as high as y'all thought I it was. I would have been
1: there if it wasn't for man traps. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually raised it up for me. Oh, yeah. The man traps was just above the rest.
0: <laughs> this, this movie really uh, caught you with those? I
1: expect all my witty crime films to have man traps in them now.
0: <laughs> so, and then kind of the final verdict, the where the rubber meets the road, do you recommend watching it? June?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shane? Yes. Yes. Worth a watch.
0: Mike?
2: Yeah, I think it was the best uh, movie of the era that we've watched so far on this list. Yeah, that's pretty true.
0: Yeah, I'd say yes, but don't feel like you have to pay attention to every word.
2: No, it was just a a fun movie.
0: Absorb it. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, thanks for joining us for episode 27 of Working Title. We'll catch you next week with...
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm prepared this time. Next movie is Dances with Wolves
0: oh Uh, never seen it space dances with wolves or animated dances with wolves this is not
1: james cameron's dances with wolves
0: (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) tune in next
4: week to see how many ratatouille's we give dances with wolves
1: (laughs) is ratatouille the most disappointing film on this list
0: no i think what was was the one (laughs) that we thought was the real underperformer
1: or was it blood diamond that was built up no, it was Nightmare Before Christmas.
4: Yeah, uh, that was our biggest
0: underperformer. Yeah. And I, I think Sleuth is still our, our dark horse. Like that was I think the movie that no one expected anything from that we all really liked.
1: I don't we know. I don't, don't really expect much from Dances with Wolves. I don't see how wolves dance, but Ooh. Ow. I'm cutting
4: that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was
1: just, right. just low
4: hanging fruit.
3: Yeah, try, man.